0: With his black in he walks in the dead of Welcome life. back. It is The Bachelor Lifestyle from TheBallerLifestyle.com Thank you very much for joining us, for being part of The Bachelor, making us part of your Bachelor watching week. A lot of people don't even watch The Bachelor, they just listen to the show. And that's actually better because the bachelor is really long and i like to go to bed pretty early and it goes on past when i normally go to bed which i find kind of annoying but i do it for you i don't it's very hard for me to wake up in the morning on the day after the bachelor airs but i do it for you guys because you guys listen and you tell your friends so thank you for that join oh i didn't introduce myself of course My name is Brian Beckner, I am the host, I host the Baller Lifestyle podcast, I also host the Bachelor Lifestyle, both available on iTunes, so subscribe there. Um, Joining me now, as always, it's the great Jason Stewart. Jason, how are you?
1: Hello there, and I I was just thinking as you kind of recapped all of your different podcasts, you have multiple revenue streams. You must be just swimming in cash.
0: It's. I'm actually sitting right now as I broadcast. I'm sitting on a pile of money. That must be so cool. It's like it's like a it's like a um, one of those beanbag chairs. But it's actually just loose cash, and I'm just relaxing. Remember beanbag chairs? Whatever happened to those? I actually have uh, one in my living room, so I should say You what still
1: happened. see, yeah, you still see them in like uh, hipster, st- like people get them to be ironic now.
0: Yeah, I have a big, I have a big fuzzy one that my children sit on. So I shouldn't ask where beanbag chairs are because I have one like thirty feet from me in the End of All Lifestyle Studio.
1: I want to know. I don't want to know what happened to water beds. Just uh, whatever happened deep. to them.
0: Water beds were, in theory, like best thing ever. Then you go to climb into one, and they're all made of oak, and you crack your shin every time, because it's like this big oak frame, and you go to jump on it, and your shin cracks on the frame every time you get in or out of it. But, you get a chick in there. I remember my buddy Rick had had a waterbed, and he had a party one time, and I I was... I Made my way into his bedroom with a friend that I'd made, and we got we got a nice rhythm going because you get the you get that water flowing back and forth, and it's almost <laughs> it's almost like you don't have to do any work. The water is just kind of like assisting in the beautiful lovemaking with a girl whose name you don't remember. It might have been Jamie, I'm not sure.
1: So uh, you'd think that that right there. What you just described, that if the lovemaking was enhanced, you'd think it would overcome the, um, I guess, the financial liability, yeah. poten- potential, um, you know, water all over your floor and, and everything else. And then I guess it was determined later that it's just horrible on your spine. Yeah, other not, other not than <laughs> that, though, it seemed pretty feasible.
0: Not very firm at all. Yeah, really, really bad for you. Also, that was back in the day when you could get your friends to help you move, and the average water bed weighed between twelve and fourteen hundred pounds. So you would need like all of your strongest friends just to move that one item because they had a big, they had a big oak headboard that went with the actual frame of the bed. Of course, massive, massive. Yeah, I miss them. We should bring them back. Check your I'm glad we
1: covered here. the. Uh, I had written on my the itinerary that you send out. Uh, we've covered the waterbed part of the itinerary, so we're I good.
0: I don't send out, because we like to play it off the cuff here, but I did, hold on, I, that reminds me, made a few notes last night, because last week, I really was conflating a lot of things that happened on the show, and when when they happened, and at what point, it, but now I got it all straight. Uh, okay, The Bachelor, it's, The Bachelor has moved to Paris Shit is popping off. We've narrowed down the field. We're working up towards the all important, the two most important weeks on The Bachelor are the, of course, the hometown dates, which is only like two episodes away, I think. And of course, the, my favorite, fantasy suites.
1: So, I mean, this episode, I was uh, chatting with a buddy of mine last night. This, this was a tremendous episode. This Paris it was episode really good. was was awesome it was and really it's been good. a it's been a really good season. I mean, I think our our complaint is that he has he has uh, you know, selectively gotten rid of all the really hot women, it's true. but there are still there's still some uh some hotties left in the drama. The drama the has escalated. Last and, night was great,
0: and I, I got to admit I was like getting kind of bummed because he was getting rid of all my favorites, but I, except for of course little Becca M, who I'm a huge fan of, and she's still there. But now as I, now as I watch, like all the girls left minus Becca K, who looks to looks like she should be like in a paddock. Mm-hmm. Somewhere she should be grazing. Uh, she, she she really enjoys oats. If you know what I mean, she's a great yep. jumper. Um, not a fan of Becca K. I'm just I'm just joking, obviously. But uh, other she, that, she's a
1: complete she's a complete non-factor. She's
0: just not. She shouldn't be there. Like I'm I'm happy for her that she gets to be on TV and everything. But she's out of her element. But I was looking last night and like pretty much all the chicks left are pretty hot. Like, the, I had written off the taxidermist, and the taxidermist was a big part of this week's episode, and we'll talk about her, Kendall. And I had also written off Lauren B., and both of them, you know, they hadn't been featured much this season, and they were both prominently featured last night. And yeah. while not 100% my deal, both of them pretty attractive chicks.
1: Lauren uh, B. took... A, a few notches up on on my um on my radar, my attention radar she caught Kill my attention her body. Kill I, I her ma- body. yeah really really attractive and i'm I'm kind of into her coyness like yeah. she's she's one of the few people on these shows that they seem to have miscast, in other words, the people in charge of casting the shows need to find like these over the top personalities, yeah. and she's just like very subdued and i i almost kind of like it i know i know he likes it yeah. he, kept, oh, yeah. he kept mentioning on their one on one how how he really wants this to work and that was basic and he said it like 6 times and that's code for i really want to have sex with her
0: right 100% so let's start there because that's that's where the episode starts we move from the um from fort lauderdale C- clearly that's why they weren't in miami because they needed yep. budget to get to paris and mm-hmm. so last week they were in Fort Lauderdale. They've moved they moved now to Paris. And I'll be honest, it took me about I don't know, seven eighths of the episode to realize that the chicks are like living on a houseboat while they're there.
1: Oh really? Yeah, you you missed the you missed the whole introduction to where they were staying well, like where they I had, got, had to jump, jump on beds?
0: I don't know. I saw a boat and I'm like, oh, they're taking a ride on a boat and I, I guess I wasn't paying that close of attention. And then they kept going back to them and I'm like, they're back on that fucking boat. Like, why are they on this boat? And then I realized towards the end, I'm like, oh, that's like the hotel. The hotel is a boat. They're hanging out on a boat. So they must have got a deal on the boat. But it, it starts out, it's the first – the first thing that's going to happen this week after we check into the boat, it's a one-on-one date. And who gets the one-on-one date, Jason? Lauren B. Lauren B. gets a one-on-one. Yep. We haven't seen Lauren B. really all this season. She's one of these chicks that easily could have left, and you just would never noticed. Um, she's just not. She's just hasn't been a factor. And they go on a date, and the even on the date, she's really not – um, someone with a big personality issue. Well,
1: it's one of these things where, you know, and speaking from experience, um, you can, it's really easy to, to do an edit like this. Like she probably wasn't, uh, very talkative, but how, how easy is it if you're a producer of a reality show to find dead silences on a date and then just kind of edit them together to make it look like they're really bored. Um, and they did that in this episode. And I, it seemed a little exaggeratory, but I guess the way he was commenting, she wasn't giving him a whole lot. I don't know if it's nerves or what, but uh, she explains it pretty damn well to salvage herself at the dinner. But, yeah, it was a just kind of a walk around town. They, right? go, they, they, really they go
0: stroll around, and in, in Lauren B.'s defense, this Ari is not a great conversation starter so they're like walking around the town and they're like checking stuff out and he's like he's dutch and so he's like hey we, um we we have big wheels of cheese like this in holland <laughs> and she's like oh. <laughs> she's like wow and then he, he'll like point something out hey this is, look at this canal and she'll be like wow i know and by the way that's like it that's the like way. the their conversation yeah
1: you're right, you're right. He has almost nothing to offer, and maybe this was a producer line because it really blew me away. He, When he picked her up for the date, and she's just smoking with that nice little outfit and everything else, and she looks great. He actually said something that I think is a great line because it's Paris, and he looked at her and said, I saved this one-on-one date for you. Yeah, that's now, a, that, that's now, that's a, a line. good line. That's a really this slick one. She's got to feel really good about like, that one.
0: Ari's a real Dolt, but he's had some moments. Like whoever's handling him this season, like just like just when you think the guy is just fucking going down the toilet, literally. He he rescues himself with a long monologue where you're like, oh, that was the right thing to say in that moment, right, Jason?
1: It was. And she was. She also was one of the few um, women, when they got the one-on-one date, they had her on camera, and she admitted very candidly that she's freaked out, but she's excited at the same time.
0: Yeah, 100%. What, she's, she's very shy
1: is the deal. But, but my point is almost every single woman that they put on camera after they receive a one-on-one date utters something along the right. lines of, I'm so I'm like nervous, but I'm excited at the
0: same time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, it's both, it's both. Um, so yeah, they walk around, and she's not opening up, but he's basically in the little cutaways where he does his you know one on one with the camera. He's like, look, he's like, this chick's smoking hot. Like I wanna I wanna see what's happening here, and but if she doesn't start talking, I, I'm gonna have to send her home. Like there's nothing I can do. I need to know if she's going to be down to fuck in the future, and if she doesn't give me a heads up one way or the other, I'm going to have to let her go. And so we find out that she's, you know, she lets him know, hey, I'm just not one to open up. I've been burned before, blah, blah, blah. It's just, you know, it's just the way I am. And then this Ari is totally prepared for this Goes, starts telling the story about how he also has been burned before. And he gets a little graphic. He's, he had a chick with some kids and he knocked her up and he's on the road racing and she's home pregnant. And one day she just calls him up and is like, hey, I lost the baby. And oh, by the way, when you come home, I'm going to be gone. So fuck off. And it was like, boom, he hit her. He she did a thing that not a lot of chicks are able to do on this show. She made him work for her attention. Did you see that, Jason?
1: Oh, absolutely. And I I have – I gave him a lot of credit here. He he disarmed her. He, uh, he made her feel comfortable. She became at ease right away, and then you could tell she, she lit up a little bit, and I'm glad because – he's going to keep her for a couple more episodes here.
0: Totally. And it's, it's one of those things. This chick has never had to work for a dude before. You can tell she's, she's got a banging body. Like dudes are checking her out wherever she goes. And it's totally out of her comfort zone to have to chase a guy. And it's, again, yeah.
1: it goes back to the miscasting. They, yeah. not only did they find like a, a kind of a cold fish, they also found somebody who's very sensitive to the process. like, yes. Most of the girls go in knowing exactly what this is. Half of them are there to be famous, more than half. And they just know that my guy is going to make out with many women and I'm going to watch it with my friends every weekend and every week. And they're going to laugh because he's making out with everybody but me. She is one of these like kind of realistic people that is very uncomfortable with the fact that he's dating 12 women at
0: once. Yeah, hundred percent. And because of that, because she's flipped the script and got him chasing her a little bit, she goes from maybe in the span of like forty-five minutes, she goes from basically about to be sent home to probably in the top three, top four, one of the front runners on the show at this point. Would you say, Jason?
1: It seems. Uh, it seems as though she's. She kind of took an inside track and she, yeah. by the way, um, while this whole date's going on and she's, uh, he's breaking down with a horrible story and I have, I have no doubt because he didn't say that she miscarried and said she lost a kid. I think it was one of these, uh, $75 and a trip to the free clinic oh, things. Wow. I think she decided to end that wow. and say, and she found something better. It wasn't a, uh, Cause he's a closet homosexual. You're talking, I'm, guessing, yeah. I'm guessing his ex found that out. Maybe, uh, found some gay porn under the mattresses when he was yes. out, out and away. Is that where you, and, is
0: that where one keeps yeah. gay porn is under the mattresses? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, ended the pregnancy willingly and, and moved on with some other dude. And so, but, but by the way, uh, while they were in this dinner, they flashed back to the uh, houseboat hotel and they're picking the, the group date. Now, by a process of elimination, they determine who's on the next group date. And then they Chris Harrison had told them, then there's going to be a one-on-one, and then there's going to be a two-on-one. Two-on-one is the, the best drama of the season, typically. And they determined through a process of elimination that Crystal, the crazy schizophrenic chick, um, is going to go on a two-on-one with somebody. So we, we learned that. Uh, during this date with Lauren B., I
0: mean, it only makes sense. It's you, you'd be stupid to think that you're not gonna, you're gonna not, you would never put the crazy chick one on one with the bachelor. Plus, she's already been one on one. You don't get like multiple one on ones. She had an early one on one where she went home to Scottsdale. She's the nuts chick. So she's for sure gonna get the two on one. That was a guarantee. So then, the, yeah, they set all that up. Then um, Lauren B. gets a rose. And then we head back to the uh, – we head out on the group date. And it's all – it's Becca. It's the Beccas, It's uh, CN, Tia, Jenna. I don't know. It's all of them. It's all of them except for three. And right. they go, and they're, like, walking around. He's like, ah, man, have I got a date for you? And they're walking around, and they walk up to, like, some buildings. Nondescript, whatever, and he's like, "Guys, we're going to the Moulin Rouge," and all the chicks are like screaming, like it looked like they all won Powerball and got impregnated by Brad Pitt all at the same time, just like, <laughs> just like losing their shit, like crying, like falling down on the ground. I gotta be honest, J- Jason. Let's uh, let's do a role play. You tell me that we're uh, that you're gonna take me to the Moulin Rouge
1: alright girls or hey Brian yeah Um, we're going to Moulin Rouge
0: Um, what the fuck's a Moulin Rouge you know the movie yeah scene. Uh, I didn't know what the fuck it was. I don't think they knew what the fuck. I know they had a movie. I didn't realize it was a real place. I didn't know. I don't, I don't think they knew. I think they were pretending to know. I I don't know. I know it was a song. There was a song involved. I don't really know shit about it. And neither did they, but they did their best to pretend like they did. Um, and the whole, it's a cabaret. So they're going in. It's the birthplace of cabaret, apparently. And so they're going in there and what this is. This was a super bummer for me, because they're all going to learn a dance, and it's a slutty dance, and they have to wear slutty costumes, and they have to wear thong bottoms, G-strings. Yes. And these fucking bachelor producers blur out everybody's ass.
1: Yep. Obviously, very revealing... Costume,
0: yeah, but how revealing? Not that revealing. I, I think it's more titillating to put a big black bar over everybody's butt, which is what they did, rather than just show what is you just see at the beach every fucking weekend. Like it's not, it's not anything that you don't see constantly, um, sure. and it's not anything you couldn't show on TV. So that was kind of weak. Um, but I mean, just all of them, just looking super tight, like great bodies. Becca M, in particular. Uh, this, she she had
1: she had a, a great a great thing going on where yeah. she just everything was uh, was sticking out and yeah. she looked cute and yeah I mean she was shining in this entire uh, part of the episode she,
0: she really shone brilliantly and it was weird because they all they had to learn a dance but then they didn't really do the dance and Tia was like I can't dance which I respect. And CN's like, I'm fucking grew up dancing. Like, I'm going to dance my ass off. But then they just get dressed up and they just like kind of do a walkout. And then then he like sort of judges their walkout or whatever. Um, and they're all looking hot. And then after that, they go and have like a little drink or whatever. They go and hang in the VIP, uh, which didn't look bad. And then, he, you know, he kind of meets with all of them, whatever. And then uh, he awards a... Uh, group date Rose, and then that one gets to go on stage with him in the actual show, which was so gay. It was, I had to fast forward through it. It was just so cringeful and just awkward, and really, I mean, Ari was out there in a top hat, lip syncing. The whole thing was bad, but it was it, it ended up being Becca M that that won the rose, and he right. clear he wants to bang her so bad. It's so obvious. He's really keeping her around because he wants a shot at that ass, right?
1: I mean, it's one of those things where they did the uh, costuming and the um, I guess rehearsal. Then they went out for their little cocktail thing. And like I was saying last week, I mean, th- this cocktail thing, especially now, when the pressure's on, these women are just willing to do anything uh, within the means of the show to to get that rose. And yeah. these women are just making themselves available, sitting on his lap, and all oh, this yeah. stuff. And uh, again, he picks he picks the little girl that that all the women are jealous of. And, you know, the other Becca and the other the other women are just like, my God. Yeah. Is he really seriously interested in this little girl? She's twenty three. He's thirty five.
0: Yeah, he's pretty close. She's twenty two. He's thirty six, which is funny, though, because then it's like, yeah, that's a big age difference. But like the rest of the chicks are like twenty five, twenty six. It's not like there's still a massive (laughs) age gap. There's, there's no, well, there,
1: there, there, are, there are a couple that are twenty-nine in quotes. Right,
0: yeah, there's a couple yeah, Chelsea and <laughs> Chelsea and Crystal are, are twenty-nine in air quotes. Uh, but yeah, that's funny how they play that out. But this this Becca, I mean, she's playing the game perfectly where she's like, I'm super fun, I'm no drama, I'm smiling all the time, I I totally flirt with you, I clearly, if given the chance, will suck your dick, like let's hang like there's no guy that's going to be like oh she needs to go like she's hot and she's super fun and easy to hang out with like she's she doesn't you're not going to take her on a date and not have anything to talk about she's always gonna be making conversation and giggling and laughing and grabbing your dick and this is this is what you want a chick right
1: absolutely absolutely and i think that like not only is she like you know peppy and cute and uh and hot and everything else, she's smart. Like, yeah. when given a chance, she delivers a, a, a really quippy line, and she doesn't take any shit. I mean, she's she's got a great attitude.
0: Um, yeah, she does a great job. Um, so she gets, she gets the group date rose, and then that's, like, we get through the first two dates pretty quickly, because the majority of the episode comes next, and that is when... We, so while this date is going on, Crystal discovers a a uh, date card, and she walks into the houseboat living room or banquette, and mm-hmm. she reads it to the other girls. And she's like, yeah, she's like, Kendall, the taxidermist, and me. We're going on a two-on-one with Ari. And so then Crystal, who's nuts— Starts doing her whole thing where she's like, I'm not worried at all. I'm wife material. And she just looks so stupid and act like she she's just being fed lines. And God bless her. She's a perfect bachelor villain because she'll do whatever she's told. And it's like when they tell her to cunt it up, she gets out there and just does whatever is asked to be to look like the biggest bitch in the world while on the show. Right, Jason?
1: She she's like uh, that cliché. Of overconfidence, where you know the more confident she gets, uh, the more likely she is of getting let go. And I will say this: when they when she reads the date card for the two on one, which the two on one every every season is a real dramatic uh, date. It starts off one stays, one goes. (laughs) I'm thinking that's kind of harsh for at this point of the show where (laughs) you have women that supposedly have the, developed these feelings and the dude is being like, one stays, one goes. Like, it just yeah, seems yes. it just seems a little harsh. And it also kind of uh, sets up what this date was. And for me, um, I mean, we can get into the date itself, but Ari does a couple of things on the date that just proved to me that he chose Kendall and Crystal because he he needed a reason to let Crystal go and he knows he's not keeping Kendall. Right. So they're both kind of exposable but using one against the other is is the best play.
0: I I agree that I think the whole 2 on 1 date was really well produced and the whole time I'm watching it I'm um, I'm and they really set you up that he's going to keep Crystal. You think he's going to keep Crystal the whole time. At least I did. And I'm like the best way this could end is if he sent them both home, which we've seen before. We've seen a double elimination in a 2 on 1 in the Bachelor before. Uh, because you know he's not—he doesn't have a love connection with Kendall. But also, Kendall didn't do anything to embarrass herself on this date. She actually made herself look really good. Um, so they go—they go to a hedge maze somewhere, which is weird. And they—they they really set you. He's like, "Okay, the first girl to find me gets a kiss or whatever." And, and then he sends him off through the hedge maze, maze. And of course, Crystal like susses it out real quick and finds him and they're making out. And K- you can hear Kendall yelling like, I'm lost. Like, what? Oh, oh no. I'm dead end. Like it's real. She's a, a real sad sack. Like she can't find her way around. And it's just a whole, it's just a stupid idea in general that these chicks have to play along with. But they do that. And then there's like a, um, there's like, they get a little one on one time, and Crystal gives like this lame apology for acting like a total bitch at the bowling incident. And, mm-hmm. uh, and, and Ari's like, hey, you know, I guess stuff happens. And you could see that he's like, gonna forgive her, like it's done. And you're like, okay, well, that's, you know, she's redeemed herself. She's probably gonna be
1: rose. She, 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 she seemed to have turned the corner as yeah. the, She had one desperate play and it was completely being apologetic and humble. Totally. And he was buying it. And then she said one thing too many.
0: Yes, she's she like she's out. This is what happens to these villains. She's out. She's saved herself. And then she's like, Oh, by the way, let's talk about Kendall. And she, you know, she felt like she needed to add on. And you never look your best when you're talking shit about somebody else. And then right. she goes into this whole thing where she's like, "I don't, honestly, I don't think she's ready. She's never had a long relationship. Blah blah blah." And she goes in there and starts talking crazy about Kendall. And he's like, "All right, you know, good to know. It's whatever." And then um, Kendall and Ari have their alone time together and Ari's like, "Yeah, what do you think about this?" cuz Crystal was telling me that you're not ready for a long relationship. And he and she, Kendall, answers like an adult. She's like, "Look." She's like, "I haven't been close to marriage or in an, a long relationship with anybody because I haven't found the right person." And why and, and what means more is finding the right person and then engaging them over a long period of time, rather than just finding whoever and getting married. Like that's, that's ridiculous. And of course,
1: that's far too rational a response yes. for a show like this.
0: This Kendall, just Kendall made herself look really good. And then, so oh, then, good. so then she goes back. Well, by the
1: way, I mean, yeah. this is what I was referring to. So okay. Ari plays her against crystal, which tells me two things. Um, I think the producers basically told him, you have to do this because this will create some great drama. He just fibs on Crystal, which, which is really a dick move in, yeah. in, in, a, in, a, in a normal life setting.
0: But you got to do uh, it on the show.
1: But he has, like I said, I think he has zero interest in carrying either of these two uh, forward. 100%. And he just completely disclosed everything so she would go back and there would be drama. 100%.
0: One hundred percent. He set he set it up, and it worked perfectly. Uh, so then, Crystal goes back, and she sort or K- Kendall goes back, and she sort of confronts um, Crystal. But she takes the high road and she's just like, look, she's like, I know you're saying shit about me. And she's like, basically, she just tells her, I've known people like you and you're just you're just a sad person. And you're you say things to hurt people. And when that happens, you think you've won, but you really haven't won. You've just hurt someone else. And that's, you know, that's the kind of person you are. And Crystal's like. I just have no response for that. Because she got she got straight up owned. She got pwned. Would you not agree?
1: It was amazing. I mean, yeah. I would encourage people, if you don't watch the show, maybe find this piece and watch how a smart, collected, uh, cool person takes down a complete psycho. Like, Kendall moves close to her. Yep. She... She uses this tactic of compassion, and I understand why you are, how you are. I feel bad. She
0: compliments her. She's like like, Crystal
1: was just Crystal wanted to be defensive and really wanted to be like bitchy, but she's like, is this shit complimenting me? Yes, or is she wasting me? It was. It was really a. a, A a great uh, beatdown.
0: She's like, you have a lot of great qualities. You've been through so much. You know, people wouldn't understand everything you've been through, and just and then just owns her. And this crystal was ready for a fight, and she didn't get the one she wanted, and so she's pissed. So then Ari comes back, and he's got you know he picks up the rose, and he's like, look, he's like, I know I got to hand this out, but then and this is this is was so well produced. They know that they're in the meat of one of the biggest episodes of the season. He's like, I'm not ready. I haven't made my decision yet. Let's Mm -hmm. give me some time. Let's rally at dinner and we'll talk about it then, which is genius. So they have their dinner date. Both chicks are looking smoke and this crystal say what you will about her. Obviously she's not 29. She's lying about that. (laughs) <laughs> but she's, she's a YouTube fitness person from San Diego, and just tightest little package on her, just really, really nice body, nice plump, round ass, but tight stomach, just, mm-hmm. you know, not not big tits, but nice, just a nice body all the way around. She's looking good. They're both looking great. Um, and they sit down to just a weird, awkward dinner where it's Ari in the middle, and, and the two chicks... On either side of him, and they—I they, think they talk before he sits down, and then um, he sits down, and Crystal just opens her big stupid mouth, and she sounds so fucking stupid. I had to—I had to—I um, had to transcribe what she said when he sat down, and I'll just read it verbatim. Uh, it was so uncomfortable. We uh, okay, this is Crystal. We were just talking about this journey. (laughs) Uh, Oh no, hold on. We were just talking about how this journey has been and talking about the highs and the lows and through the thick and through the thin. And it's really indescribable, really indescribable, but yet magical and worth it. Worth all of it. (laughs) Hmm. that's great it it was just like what what like what (laughs)
1: what are you saying
0: (laughs) and they build the tension and it's like stressful and ari picks up the rose and you i wasn't expecting it but
1: well well, he took uh by the way (laughs) at some point he takes uh he takes what's her face aside um who's the name of the taxidermist kendall kendall he gets one final talk in, and they didn't they didn't show that on, on camera. But I'm guessing you know Kendall uh, reiterated what what their what their talk was and how uh, how Crystal responded.
0: Yeah, she's she was just so measured, and I ex- I fully expected her to go home, Crystal or Kendall, and uh, but she did herself proud. Like she didn't embarrass herself at all. She looked. Uh, totally professional the whole time. And so even if she had gotten sent home, she, she had a good edit there, but Ari comes through in the clutch and he holds that rose up and he's like, look, Kendall, I just want you to know that uh, um, I think you're a great person. And, and you, he's totally setting her up to send her home. He's like, that's why I want you to stay. And I'm giving you this rose and this crystal is just the look of shock on her face is stunning. And then to add insult to injury, he's like, all right, Kendall, let's go. And they just stand up, and they just walk away and leave Crystal just sitting there by herself at this three-person <laughs> table. It was fucking incredible. I loved it. What would you think, Jason?
1: I I will say yeah I like the walk off uh, the walk because it's usually so good. There's usually it's usually cushioned by you know one by the subject walking them out and trying to cushion the blow. But like he obviously at this point had no regard for her feelings. It was but I will say this um, she took it she took it too well. Like I was hoping for more theatrics. Like we've seen. We've seen overreactions in the past. Chad comes to mind where he literally went back and stalked all of the other uh, dudes in the house. Yeah, he pulled a Jason I mean,
0: Voorhees. He, like, hiked through the snow and showed up at yeah. the door.
1: I mean, I, I really thought that she was – I thought there was going to be some fireworks. And there, there might still be, like, her coming back. I have no idea. But, like, she took it a little too gracefully for my taste. But, yeah, it, it was a great uh, – kind of dropped the mic, and they went on the Eiffel Tower – And started making out and the way they positioned the cameras and shot it um crystal was told to look at the eiffel tower and they were presumably making out as she watched the eiffel tower just a sad uh paris love story
0: it was amazing it was uh, it was almost like i like i think he might have like tapped her on the shoulder as he walked out like kind of like when you're at the bar with your buddy and you and you leave first and you're like all right man see you later (laughs) Give him like a little tap on the shoulder as you walk away. Like it was just such <laughs> a, like a mic drop. Like fuck off. <laughs> I thought it was so good. Um, and then so and then they do the whole. Um, her bag gets taken out of the houseboat. I think that was the point. I realized that they actually lived on the houseboat, and uh, and everyone's shocked, of course. And then there's so there's one final um, one-on-one and it's with, yep. he takes Jacqueline, who's Jacqueline you've called as a dark horse from early on. Mm-hmm. And she's one of these chicks, and you, you see this every season, where you you don't know what her voice sounds like. You barely recognize that she's there, but she's lingered around. She hasn't had a one-on-one date. She hasn't had a group date rose. Mm-hmm. She hasn't done anything of note throughout the whole season, and yet, there she is she's still there um and they so they go on they do like a pretty woman date which i love which is not like reducing to the woman at all but he takes her shopping and she she's like i don't like i don't even know fashion which i think is kind of weird just point out <laughs> clothes you like like you don't have to know who the well, designer's <laughs> are just go i like that and they'll give it to you and you can wear it like i thought that was weird
1: but you, you left out the part where he picks her up in front of all the women. Oh, yeah. in, in <laughs> the this uh, yeah classic car. I'm not even it, sure what the car it's a tri- is.
0: It's a Triumph Spitfire, I think, a yeah. little roadster.
1: And, and according to her, ten feet into the date, the car broke down. So the car breaks down, and you know how these shows are. You yeah. have so many people totally uh, on on uh, site. Willing to help. You probably had a person in charge of the car that could have got a replacement, but what they did was they had him roll his sleeves up, Ari, and get under the hood. Yeah. And tried to throw all these uh industry terminology about cars, and she was just eating it up, how sexy he was, talking about mechanical things, and you know how how you know it, it was just like such a setup There was oh, no yes. way in hell they were going to have him. Whoever owned that car, or whatever they're not going to have some dude just in there screwing no. with their engine, no. but they acted like it, and she just ate it up. And he's like, "Well, let's just take a taxi," and then it, uh, and then the date proceeded. But I thought that was <laughs> even for reality show scripted uh, standards, I thought that was a stretch.
0: No, I, you know, what, I'm glad you brought that up because Jacqueline's like whoever owns that car, he's probably still having to get. The leather reconditioned because of all of the moisture that was flowing out of Jacqueline when Ari popped that hood and acted like he was going to wrench on a two-cylinder 1957... Uh, English roadster like there's of course he's not gonna be able to fix it and he's like you know these cars don't have fuel injection so it's for some reason it's not getting gas to the carburetor like and she like her nipples were like bing bing like she was just so into him as a man and she talks to the camera and she's like oh my fucking god I she's like I was drenched. After I heard him uh, <laughs> when he stopped to fix the car, which of course, like like he had tools on, like he had a tool belt with yeah. him, and he was just yeah. get out the get out the metric sockets and go to work on the engine. <laughs> uh, but yeah, then they set it up where he's got like a GoPro and he's like, "I guess we're getting a cab," as if the the vehicle wasn't flanked by an entire production crew <laughs> with production vehicles. Right. Like, there's not, they just weren't out there by themselves. Like, who's holding yeah. the cameras? Calm down uh but so yeah i'm glad you brought that up. yeah they go out they buy her an outfit she's looking hot she's got a great body and um they go out to dinner and at the dinner he's and this is a thing this will come back and he's mentioned this before where he's like you know um i just i wasn't sure about you i don't know oh because she says she's like look she's like i don't um I, I gotta tell you how I feel. She's like, I haven't been on a group date or I haven't gotten a group date. Rose. I haven't been on a one on one yet, and I just feel like I'm one of the last ones to get picked and it's just i it just doesn't feel doesn't make me feel very special and he's basically like, Well, yeah, um, you're really smart, and so that's intimidating.
1: He, he basically he put in words what I have been saying every time Jacqueline comes up on this podcast. I I literally say that she's way too smart for him. He yeah. that she she talks circles around him. I don't know if she's a psychologist or whatever she is. She's educated and she's articulate and she really I think at some point in this date she sums him up like really well. It sums up the the process and like in a very uh, articulate way. Well, he admitted to be honest. The reason why there's been like this distance, or whatever. I think you're
0: too smart yeah. for me.
1: Like she, he actually admitted admitted that to her.
0: And yeah, and then she kind of does the same thing as Lauren B, where she's like, "What's like, what's so intimidating about me being smart? Like, why would that, why would that be a detriment?" And he's like, "Well, no, like that's not what I mean. I just and so then he, she got him backpedaling to the point where basically the whole date they're talking about how she's getting her PhD. She's like, yeah. I have six years left to, to get my doctorate. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not, I'm not moving to Scottsdale, which, by right. the way, what's she doing on The Bachelor? Who knows? But basically, right. their whole conversation is about how even if she won, they could never be together because they live on separate sides of the country, and she yeah. has an extended commitment that will keep it that way for a long time. So you're like, oh, she's going home. But no, Ari psychs us out, and he's like, "Hey, whatever, yeah, it's probably not going to work out." Here's a rose, and keeps her. Did you think that was weird, Jason?
1: I did, and it was dramatic because they seemed to be talking about the reasons why they were going to end that night, like why she was going to be sent home. He picks up the date, and she gasped. She's like, "Oh God!" Like there was, you know, she she knew it was ending. She just didn't want to face the words. And then he like did an about face and was like, "I still think we have this has a ch- chance to work," and gave her the rose, which was yeah, it was a bit of an upset, but I'm glad because she's really interesting to me. I, I, I she's
0: yeah, like she's her.
1: good looking, she's smart, and I think I've said on this podcast that she could be. If she if she can get out of her six years of PhD school, right. she she could be a, the next Bachelorette.
0: Yeah, I have a feeling she goes home next week, but that's just me. I think there was even a shot of her crying at some point, but she made it through the one on one date at least. Uh, then we then we go home and it's and it's the the vote off time, um, and who who gets cut. Chelsea, the single mom, who I didn't – I expected her to make a little bit deeper run, I'll be honest. And and Jenna, who 100% had no idea who she was. Never seen her before. Where'd she come from? <laughs> has she been on the show right. the whole time? She's been a
1: complete, like, wallflower. She's just been – yeah, she's just been kind of this cute blonde chick that has had almost zero impact on the show whatsoever.
0: Yeah, um, and I, I felt kind of bad for Chelsea because, not because she's got a kid, but, um, she's not bad looking. She was sort of set up to be the villain early on, and then yeah. Crystal usurped that role, and I feel like she was just kind of a little bit of a dim-witted broad from Maine who was, you know, trying to make something happen for herself. And she, has a, cool. she has a, she has a,
1: she has a tragic personal story. I thought that she made strides at some point in one of the episodes where she just kind of down to earth and does isn't dealing with the same shit that the other women are. Yeah. And I think that it was one of those things where when you reveal that you're a single mom, I think that puts you on the clock or you're going to win. Yeah. I mean, it's a real easy out uh, for a bachelor to be like, I just want to send you home with your daughter. Yeah. I mean, that that is such an easy way to let somebody go. And I think he was kind of cool for like showing her Paris before sure. before he did it. Yeah. you know it was a, it was a, it was a nice out, not overly dramatic.
0: It had to be disclosed, you know. It's like just you can't you can't hide the fact that you got a kid, but but because of the fact that you got a kid, you're probably not going to win. So um, yeah, Chelsea ended up going home. Uh, Becca K. By the way, Becca by the K way by the still way. there? Yeah, go on. Becca K. Well, she's. I think she's just the easy
1: person to to drag along, because she'll just be disposed of, like without any yeah. kind of drama. Like it's just a, it's an easier goodbye than say Chelsea after you've taken her the entire way. It's tough to go hometowns and then let her go. This Becca's like she'll just be let go next week in Tuscany, and there won't be any issues with it. But um, by the way, I, I wrote down a note. Yeah, Tia. Tia chose not to go with a skirt. She went with this like uh, pants thing. Oh, at, the, at thing. the after oh, the final rose, Tia was looking nice.
0: Oh, I didn't see. Oh, you got
1: yeah. You got to look back on that one. She had a little pants thing going on. Um, she she's she's taking strides with me as well. Yeah, as the, she, the she could win. Fun.
0: She could win. She's not she's not bad looking at all, and she's smart. Um, and then they so then they sort of cut to what's going to happen on the next episode. And he's like, I, a place that's dear to me because I love red wine. And then, the, and then I, I had to write this quote down because T is like, we're going to Tuscany, Italy. Right. As it? Cause I thought they were going to Tuscany, Pennsylvania. <laughs> I didn't, I'm glad she clarified that they're going to the Italian Tuscany because mm-hmm. I was so confused at that point. Um, but then they then they show um, some clips from next week, and next week looks pretty good. It appears that Lauren B loses her ever loving shit at some point. Um, there's tons of tears. Tons of people are going to be crying next week. I can't wait. Right, Jason? Well,
1: well, I mean the the fireworks, not the fireworks, but the drama at the end of this, and it was yeah. kind of strange, right? They're, they do their uh, glass tipping for all the survivors. Yeah, um, and they have. Um, you know becca m just kind of being like i can't believe you sent chelsea home whatever but then they have this little like uh handheld camera uh run over to catch lauren b yeah talking to a producer yeah she's and she's explaining to him um the trepidation she feels and how yeah she's she's really kind of going nuts and it all goes back to that whole thing of the, the further she goes along, the more she's competing with other women for a guy's attention. And yeah. she just – she isn't really having that. She, 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 doesn't, she doesn't want to do that.
0: She didn't expect it to make it – she didn't expect to make it this far. And this is the mind fuck of this show. This is what happens. Like she's never had to compete for a guy before. And all of a sudden she's like, it's what I've always said. These, this is a game show where the only people that aren't aware that it's a game show – are the contestants on the game show. And here's here's a great evidence of that, a perfect example is Lauren B is losing her shit because suddenly she realizes that she is in a competition to win something and she's like, "Wait, I don't even know I, like do I even want to win this? Like wh- what am mm-hmm. I doing here?" And but I don't want to lose and what the fuck's going on? And I haven't been home in a month and what the fuck? and you could tell she's starting to crack like the pressure's getting to her.
1: Yep, and I think that'll, that'll come to a uh, a point next week, I think. Yeah. So let's do
0: it. Yeah, let's do it. Anything else to add?
1: Um if, if if you want to quickly go with my uh my my fantasy suites, the final 3 has uh oh, yeah, Becca M. Yep. and I I think I think Lauren B's worked her way into a fantasy suite with Tia, which means Tia, Lauren B., and Becca M., and you You mean, Jacqueline will not be taken to the. Uh, she might be a hometown, but she won't go to the fantasy suite.
0: I'm thinking t- hometowns are going to be Tia, Becca M., Lauren B., CN. What?
1: That would be it. I think CN would be would be a surprise, but maybe, yeah, maybe. And,
0: and of those, of the fantasy suite finalists, which is really all I care about, because here's the thing, fantasy suites, you are required to fuck The Bachelor. It's not, like, I don't know if it's in the contract, I'm not privy to that, but from, I've watched a bunch of seasons and that seems to be what happens. So, fantasy suites, for sure, Becca M, super jealous of him. Um, Also, Tia for sure. I feel like she's probably going to win the show. Uh, Becca M, Tia. Wow. Lauren B. And I feel like Lauren B, she said, she's like, I need some time to get to know somebody. I feel like she doesn't give up the boots in the fantasy suites. Interesting. Yeah, that's just a guess. That's just a prediction. Okay. All right. We'll see Uh, if that comes true. All right. Excellent job, Jason, uh, for Jason Stewart my name is Brian Beckner this has been the Bachelor lifestyle from the ballerlifestyle.com we will see you next week but the shadow we cast might easily get one fright he's peaceful but you wouldn't know what two kids at home he was bush shopping something was stolen from the either side of the store all the quickly moaned the suspected looked like him now Adam police get bonus they came lurking on the radio cat as they crept.